Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. A recap of the Senate hearing for HUD Secretary nominee Marsha Fudge. The end of the LIBOR in the U.S. requires urgent preparation. And half of today's households are at risk in retirement. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of February 1st, 2021. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly. It's the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. Last Thursday, January 28th, HUD Secretary Designee and Nominee Congresswoman Marsha Fudge appeared before the Senate Committee on Banking, Housing, and Urban Development for her nomination hearing. Now, the following are a few notable excerpts from her opening remarks, followed by select questions from committee members and her response. Speaking of the unique housing needs in each state in her opening comments, Fudge said, We need policies and programs that can adapt to meet your unique housing challenges. And I would very much like to work with each of you to find the right answers for your states. Although Congress provided $25 billion in rental assistance and the CDC extended the eviction moratorium, said Fudge, it's not enough at a time when tens of millions of Americans are behind on rent, almost 3 million homeowners are currently in forbearance, and another 800,000 borrowers are delinquent. Much like COVID-19, the housing crisis is not isolated by geography. It is the daily reality for tens of millions of our fellow Americans. My first priority as secretary would be to alleviate that crisis and get people the support they need to come back from the edge. And speaking of home ownership, Fudge commented, we need to make the dream of home ownership and the security of wealth creation that comes with it a reality for Americans. That will require us to end discriminatory practices in the housing market and ensure that our fair housing rules are doing what they're supposed to do, opening doors for families, especially families of color who have been systemically kept out in the cold across generations to buy homes and punch their ticket into the middle class. Here's an excerpt of the Q&A from committee members with the nominee. Senator Sherrod Brown, a Democrat from Ohio, said, what will you do through HUD to ensure families don't lose their home? Fudge answered, we must stabilize the market. We're not doing enough. We need to talk about ways to expand our inventory of moderate and low-income housing. We cannot allow people to go on the streets during the pandemic. Extraordinary times require extraordinary measures. And then from the other side of the aisle, Senator John Kennedy, a Republican from Louisiana, said, I think it's accurate, and you did say at one point that Republicans don't care about people of color, even a little bit, and I would like to know if you truly believe that. To which Fudge replied, replied, Senator, thank you. I also said that if they do, I would be happy to listen. Adding, I would very strongly suggest that there has never been a time in my entire public service career that I have not supported and worked with all people, and I commit to you that I will do just that if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed for this position. A recent Bloomberg op-ed by Tom Whip says the end of the LIBOR index in the U.S. requires urgent preparation. Once dubbed the world's most important number, he writes, LIBOR is a benchmark interest rate with mind-boggling reach, impacting trillions of dollars in business loans, student loans, mortgages, and more. Although the LIBOR's use is pervasive, the transactions on which its publication is based are limited, and the rate needs to be replaced expeditiously this year. As chairman of the Alternative Reference Rates Committee, a public-private committee convened and sponsored by the Federal Reserve to facilitate the transition in the U.S., 
I know that these developments are particularly consequential for the U.S. dollar, LIBOR, which underlies about $200 trillion of financial contracts worldwide. It calls for new use of the USD LIBOR to stop as soon as possible and no later than by the end of 2021. The plan also allows most existing USD LIBOR-based contracts to mature on their own terms by proposing that the chief USD LIBOR tenors stop publishing in mid-2023. Myself and many in our industry feel that the rub is the best practices, quote-unquote, he mentions, have left the Heckam federally insured reverse mortgage stuck between the proverbial rock and hard place. Last week, Reverse Mortgage Daily reported on the matter saying, for the reverse mortgage industry's part, the Government National Mortgage Association, or Ginny May, announced last September new restrictions on the eligibility of home equity conversion mortgage mortgage-backed securities, or HMBSs, with a deadline for those issuances on or after January 1st, 2021. Now, of course, we've already passed that benchmark, and that deadline, by the way, is nearly one year ahead of the planned sunset of the index. So we're going to have a postponement, at least, or a delay of getting the HECM, the federally insured reverse mortgage, onto the secured overnight finance rate, or the SOFR index. And our final story for this week, according to a Market Watch opinion piece written by Alicia Manel, half of today's U.S. households are at risk in retirement. She says the release of the Federal Reserve's 2019 Survey of Consumer Finances, SCF, provides once again an opportunity to take stock of retirement security. And for that, she relies upon the NRRI, which stands for the National Retirement Index. And that compares the survey of consumer finances with projected replacement rates and retirement income versus a percentage of pre-retirement income. And the target rate would actually allow them to maintain their standard of living, and then it calculates any percentages in falling short. Manel writes that had the survey been conducted in 2020 during the height of the pandemic instead of 2019, the retirement risk index would have been two percentage points higher, 51% versus 49. And she says that 2% difference may seem modest, but two factors are really at play. First is the rise in house and stock prices, which is an unusual occurrence during a recession, she says. And second, the index only measures if a household is at risk, but not the difference in savings gap. That is a gap between actual and adjusted savings. Her opinion piece also includes other factors that would impact the retirement risk index in 2020. One is unemployment has increased 3%. Equity prices in the stock market increased by 10.7%. And housing values rose on an average nationally by 4.8%. So the net impact is actually a positive 2.1%. The bottom line, she says, is our retirement system needs to be fixed. Only universal coverage at work will allow American workers to accumulate adequate resources to maintain their standard of living. That concludes this week's episode of Heckam World Weekly. Don't forget to check your inbox today because we have the top 100 Heckam Lenders Report for retail lenders recording endorsements in the month of January. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes if you'd like to listen there. If you're not at HeckamWorld.com already, be sure to go there because that's where you can find our weekly video commentary and analysis and blog articles and, of course, the top 100 Heckam Lenders Report. Thank you for joining us again at Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional.